Hey, welcome to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey with me, Abby Yong. Every week, we share with you how you are able to reach your next level, impact your life and for others, and break out of your comfort zone and scale your business to fast forward in your entrepreneur journey. Stay tuned. Hey, Fast Water. So today we have a special guest. So Sean Cutler is a powerhouse agent. Not only is, is he the author of Insider Guide to Home Buying, but he's also doubled his sales volume in year 2019 and quite possibly the toughest real estate market in the nation to be an agent in San, San Francisco. Plus he's also the co-host of Solopreneur 180, which is also a show entirely dedicated to small business growth. So all of this was built on one thing, which is relationship. So welcome, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, you. so, okay, maybe to start off, maybe, maybe you can just share a bit of your story. Like before you started your entrepreneur journey, what did you do? Oh, goodness. My... My story kind of goes all over the place. It wasn't a straight line. Um, I grew up in Connecticut. I had my first taste in sales when I was about 18 years old. I loved it. Um, I kind of bounced in and out of sales until moving to San Francisco in my 20s. I studied uh, Kung Fu and ran a martial arts school for a number of years, still sales. Um, through and through. And as as that all evolved, I started to work for more uh, affluent uh, gyms and things like that. And then eventually found my way into real estate, which is what I do now full time. So it's your passion. Like after trying so many different things along the way, so you find that real estate is the one that, uh, I mean, it's your most passionate uh, hobby. Can I say a hobby? Hobby that earns a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. I would have to say I'm passionate about helping people and I'm, I'm passionate about the sales process and helping people essentially achieve what it is they want. I, I think real estate is just, um, it's a vehicle for that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like everyone can choose different vehicles on their life journey, but their, their mission and their vision is still like impacting people's life and helping people. Uh, uh, yes, and, and I think what's interesting about that is, especially with COVID happening, we realize the importance of shelter and so real estate, it's, it's just, it's so very important for us, for our sanity, for it's, it's everything to us. It's where we sleep and live and laugh and enjoy. So, so yeah, it's, uh, again, I, I don't think it's the be all end all for me, but it's definitely, I find a lot of joy in it. So uh, that's not where we chat. You say you you have so much passion on sales, and you say that not everyone can 
you know, you have two and a half decade of sales experiences and everything is all about sales. So maybe you would like to share the basic foundation of sales and like what do you uh, think about it? Uh, yeah, so I, I firmly believe everything is a sale. Everything. If you literally look around your room, everything you can see has been sold. And essentially with, with a sale, some sort of relationship had to have happened at some point. Whether it's on the, the manufacturing level, the warehouse level, the fulfillment, it's like at some point relationships had to have been. So if an entrepreneur is out there and they, they have this idea, they're, they're wanting to sell something, either a product or service, that thing needs to generate revenue for them to survive. So again, everything is a sale. I firmly, firmly believe that. Within that, three things always need to happen with a sale, always. People have to first know what it is, then they have to like it, and then they eventually trust it. And then when, when that trust happens, the purchase is made. That knowing, liking, and trusting always has to happen in three silos. If, and the more complex it is, the more important each of these are. So people first have to know the product, they have to like the product, and then they have to trust the product. And then the person providing it, the salesperson, if it's a consultation or it's the president of a company selling the company to another company, the individual, the you, people have to first know you, then they have to like you, then they have to trust you enough to do business with you. And then same for the company. We have to first know of the company, we have to like the company, and then we have to trust the company. And sadly, I think what many companies' products do is they jump to the sale without first building the relationship. And the three pillars of, of this, then it's essential for that next thing to happen, if that makes sense. Yes, I always agree, like... Um People only buy from people they know, they like, and they trust. And how to build these three pillars that you just say. So maybe you want to share a few tips on how you build these strong pillars? So this is the trickier part. Um, are you familiar with the game of chess? Oh yeah, Chinese chess, right? There's, there's no formula to win, correct? Yeah, correct. But there's a lot of strategies. And those strategies have to constantly change during the game in order to win. So that shared, there's no one way to build a relationship. And so you're going to have to try a lot of different strategies because if you're selling a retail product, like you're selling this cup, that relationship is going to look very different than if I'm selling co uh, consultative services like a realtor. The two relationships are very different. Um, the first 
for a relationship to happen, like with us. The first thing you have to do is we have to know about each other. And then through learning about each other, either through social media or through podcasts and YouTube or through a conversation, we begin to know each other. Right? And then through that, we begin to run it through our internal filter. Do we like that person? Do we like, are we in alignment with them? Is it working? And then if it passes through that, then we start to trust that individual. And again, if we just jump to the sale and let's say it's a really, really big high priced item, it's not going to happen. It's just, it'll fall apart. And the bigger the, the price, the more needs to be built on that other side. Okay. Yeah. So usually mm, what I did is, okay, I always heard that uh, products, goods and service charge can be refunded, but relationship building cannot be refunded. So it's very important that you build a very good relationship with your client, with your friends, with your family, so that they are there to, you know, help you and support you. Or even they can do like a referral to you. So it's like relationship building is like, it's something that people forget or they let of it. They just jump into the sales. But like I agree with what I say. They usually say, like, they do not know you yet. Like, you don't, do not know that person, but that person just messages, hey, I have these products. I'm sure, will you mind to take a look and the price, they tell you the price. They were like, right. what? Then you- right. And, and the first thing you think is, I don't know who you are. I don't know what this is. And I don't know how it's going to help me or what it's going to do. So it's failed on all those levels. So what do you do? Delete. <laughs> right? Like, so like usually on Facebook, there's a lot of people like, you know, they just mass yeah. message a lot of people. So they just, hey, I have these new products that I know that it will help you. Then join or buy below. Something like that. They're like, okay, delete. <laughs> yeah. It, it's true. And... So to talk about the piece about relationship. So the bulk of my businesses are are always built on word of mouth. And if I don't do the right thing, that client is not going to pass my name to their mom. It's not going to happen. Like I truly have to put their best interest forward for them to trust me enough to work with somebody they love incredibly. And, and so again, the bigger the product, the bigger the sale, the more this is hinged on it. But if you look at, let's say Apple, Apple's a, it's an international brand, right? We, we know who they are. I said the name and everybody thinks of their products now, right? Mm. So we know them. We've purchased their products through the years from, from iPods back in the day to computers to um, laptops, phones, earbud- earbuds. So we've built a relationship by buying past products. We like the past products, we're familiar with them, and we trust those products because anytime we've had a problem, their refund policy is awesome. 
So when the new product comes out, the computer and it's $2,500, sure, it's a lot of money, but we know them, we like them, and we trust them. We, we know the company, we know the product, and then when we go to the store, all we need to do is like the person we're talking to, right? A little bit. Yeah. We have to, well, first we have to know them. So we have to meet them when we walk in. We have to like them a little bit. We just have to trust enough of what they're saying to facilitate the sale. But that formula is with products. It's with service. It's, it's literally in any industry. So thank you for sharing. Okay. So um, uh, that's why you say that lead with relationship. So maybe you can elaborate a bit, like what you mean by lead with relationship, like building yeah. your teammates and, you know, like, yeah. So th there's an old saying that I heard. Oh, gosh, I was in my teens when I heard it. But the saying is we have two ears and one mouth. So it means we should listen twice as much as we talk. And with sales, that's important. And the way we listen is by asking really good questions. It's, let's say you go to the doctor, right? You, your, your knee is bothering you. So you, you make an appointment, you go to the doctor, you, you're sitting on the exam table and the doctor walks in doesn't say hello and says, I have a blue pill for you and it's going to fix everything. And then you think, I haven't told you what's wrong. And yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Take the blue pill. It'll fix everything. And you're like, yeah, but I haven't told you why my knees bother me and what's wrong with it. And, and that's fundamentally what people do is they, they kind of jump to the prescription and they're trying to, to just give it away without asking. Like, first try to enter the person's world and ask them a question about what it is that they're stuck on or where they're challenged. And try to understand that. And then if you understand their problem, and then you're able to introduce the solution, which is your product, your service, then, then that's the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I always heard you saying that. This, oh, sorry. Sorry, I interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, you can continue. Sorry. Uh, essentially, what I was getting at is, is people try to jump around that part and they start selling without understanding what people need help with. And, and the relationship truly comes with like, let's say your business, for example, I'm just going to make this up, but let's say you're having difficulty with, with marketing. Like you really just don't understand Facebook ads. I don't know. And let's say I sell Facebook ads and you and I have a conversation about the challenges of Facebook ads and where you're having the problem. And I sell something that helps with Facebook ads, but, but what you need help with and what I offer is not matching. So then as the salesperson, it's my duty to tell you that and to not force this into a sale because that fractures the relationship. And that's what I see people try to do. 
and that's not good. Oh yeah, okay. So what you mean is they always focus on the money part, the sales part, instead of uh, truly understanding what the customer needs and wants. And they just say, okay, I'm definitely sure it's going, uh, this product is definitely going to help you. I know I'm definitely going to help you. But instead of forcing it through, maybe they can maybe refer to someone, someone that they know that is able to help this customer. So who knows whether, okay, maybe uh, you, as a salesperson, you know that you're not able to help your customer, but if you refer to other people who can help your customer, the people who, who you refer to, right, will say, oh my God, John is so good. He refer me customer. So yes. I mean, the next time when he met a customer that he cannot fulfill, he will refer back to the person who refer him. So it's like building a relationship and it's a win-win situation. Yes. Hundred percent, and what that does with your new community around you is they know that you're trustable. Meaning, if I send somebody to you, you're not going to hit them over the head to buy a product. You're going to honestly diagnose them, and if it doesn't work, you'll tell them that. And there's a beauty in that. And, and that builds the trust within your, your referral network. And then it builds trust with your customers. And that is so incredibly important, uh, regardless of what the product is you're selling. Because if the, the internet is a, it's a beast. And if you're not honest with people, Everybody is going to know about it and damaging your personal relationship, your business relationship, damaging your brand. It's, it can destroy business. <laughs> it can literally destroy. overnight. I saw like, like some people who is quite famous, right? So, and they were rude to like maybe the security guard or something. So people video them once they post and they start to find out, uh, what is their Facebook account? Where do they stay? Then everything start blowing out overnight, and maybe yeah. that person lose his job or something. It's like it's yeah. What you say, internet is really a beast and it's so scary. So if you were to do one wrong move, the whole world know. There yeah. goes there goes your ten years of you know building a business. And that just goes to do the right thing. Treat. Everybody, this is my rule with my team, is treat everybody like your mom who's a celebrity. Right? If it's your mom, you're going to do the right thing. And if it's a celebrity calling you, you're going to answer the phone. <laughs> right? Right? Like the celebrity is, like you want to make sure they're treated awesome. They're getting your full attention. And you want to make sure, like, with your mom, you're really looking out for them. And, and doing that, like, that's, that's the biggest part of business. The, the technical parts of following up, that's building the relationship, saying the right thing, you know, and, and all of that goes to trust is built over time. It's kind of like putting money into a savings account. 
it, it takes, if you're putting a dollar a day, it's not a lot of money, but it's $365 a year. And in over years, that builds up. And it's like that with relationships is you're just putting a little bit, you're just moving a little bit over each time. And if you say to somebody, so the, the easiest way to build a relationship is tell them what's, what you're going to do, do it, and then tell them what you did. So if you say, hey, I have this product. It helps with X, Y, and Z. I would love to see if it'd be a good fit for you. Can we schedule 15 minutes? And then I don't have this time. Great. Can we schedule five minutes? And I'll set a timer. And at the end of five minutes, we'll hang up. That's it. And then honor that. If you get them on the phone, at the end of that five minutes, say, listen, that's been five minutes. I want to respect your time. This is it. Like we're, we're at the end of the time that I promised. And at that point, they can decide if they want to proceed or if they want to hang up. And doing those little things, that's over time what builds up the trust. And again, the bigger the sale, the higher the price. Like I sell multi-million dollar homes. These are very big decisions. So building the trust incrementally over time is so important. If I was selling this $5 cup, the trust doesn't need to be there. The risk of $5, you know, for a cup, it's pretty low. Like those things obviously proportionately will come down. And then to build trust, maybe I'll offer a really good refund or a money back guarantee. And that builds trust on the back end. Um, but there's, again, regardless of it's a tangible product, if it's a service, it's a concept, if it's a business, all of these things always need to come into play. Wow, okay. So maybe any like advice or tips for new entrepreneurs that are going to start up? Like what is the basic or the foundation they need to really build on? Like maybe start with their why, their strong why or... Oh, good question. Um, so let's, let's back up. I'm going to ask another question. Okay. So does the, is the entrepreneur, are they making money yet? Oh, no, they're just starting out. They have this idea and okay. so they are working towards it. So any tips and advice for them? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do just, uh, so... My father owned a company when, when I was growing up. Um, they made surgical staples. And his slogan inside the company was thinkers and doers. So what I would urge people to do is to not be a, a watchpreneur. Like, I want to be this, but to be it. Like there's a very big difference between saying I want to run a marathon and I am a marathon runner. So one thing that I do, I still do this daily, is I write out my to-do list. And then on my to-do list, I put a dollar sign next to anything that'll make me money. 
and I do those activities first. I do those. They don't get pushed till tomorrow. They don't get pushed till next week. They don't go on someone else's to-do list. I do those. And I think for an entrepreneur, ideas are great. Theories are great. But action is important. It, and it's the, the thing that's going to help get to the next level. Like hit record, hit send, take action. And it's no matter what's happening around you is keep moving forward no matter what. Well, I, I love the do, the, the one that you say, the, the do-do list, put a dollar yeah. sign that can earn you income, do first. Because usually people will do the hard thing later. They will do the simple thing first. But usually I, if I were to read like uh, a book or watch YouTube motivation videos, they will say, mm -hmm. do the most difficult things in the morning. Then you will start to move forward along yeah. the way. Yeah. For me, a business can't survive without money. So I do the money activities first. And I agree. I think doing the difficult things first are important. But we typically will do the thing that will make us feel good first. Like we'll clean our desk. Or we'll check all those emails. Like, but that stuff's not going to make money. Like the thing that's going to make money, make that call. Or book that appointment or create that landing page or whatever like do the thing that's going to actually make you the money yeah <clears throat> oh another thing is reach out to that person like you know build relationship like ask them how they're doing like yeah i think like a lot of people are trying to not say they want to escape is they have this fear of rejection in them like what if i talk to this person then they will just ignore me or they will reject me or ask me to get lost, that kind of fear. So our brain works in such an amazing way that they are protecting us from danger. So they will sure. say, don't do it, don't do it, you will get uh, rejected. Then you will yeah. be heartbroken or something. So yeah, it's a mindset kind of thing. I agree. And I, so to, to back up, I grew up, I was really shy really shy. I was uncomfortable around people. When I was really little, I couldn't look people in the eye. I would hide behind my mom. Like, it was really uncomfortable for me. But in my later, in my teens, I knew this was a problem. Like, I, I, in school, I couldn't, excuse me, I couldn't stand in front of the class. I was uncomfortable giving reports. Like, I wouldn't go to school on those days. It was not good. But I, and I realized that's a problem. And so I decided to, if I sold a product, if I did sales, people would be, having conversations would be more frequent. And I would have to teach myself to become comfortable. And, and you're right, the fear of rejection is very real and it's really hard and it's something that needs to be worked on. What I found, the, the one big secret that, that helped me is I found I became very shy 
when I was focusing on me. And, and like I shared earlier, we have, we have two ears and one mouth. And when I focus on them by asking good questions, it takes the pressure off me. And that helped me overcome it. So if I call somebody, ask somebody, how are you? How, how is your job? How's your family? Where are you going on vacation this year? What have you been working on? Like what, what, big, what big project are you enjoying right now? And, and if you sincerely listen to the answer, all of that pressure comes off of you and goes on them and they'll hang up feeling good that they were able to share with you. And of course the, the conversation is going to be shifted a little bit. It's going to be a little bit differently crafted if you're calling an attorney and you're trying to, for me, build a relationship for referrals, it's, it's going to take on a different shape, but it's still questions like who's your ideal client? What challenges do you have in your business? Like people love to, to share that stuff and, and just getting over the, getting past yourself and getting to them. That's, that's so very important for businesses. Yeah, so true. I think I heard from Billy Jean, the marketing guru. He say, to be interesting is to be interested. So yes. if you want to, so you need to be interested with the person before they will listen to you, to what are you saying. Because people don't care how much you know, but they only care how much you care about them. So it's so 100%. True. Yes. Yeah, they can feel it like, okay, are you sincerely caring about me and trying to help me or you just care about yourself, your product, yourself, your product? Yeah. So it's... Agreed. Uh, well, it's been a very uh, exciting chat and, you know, there's so many insights about sales where, like, a lot of people do not know about the proper basic of building relationship and, you know, the know, like, and trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so any, okay, maybe last question. Maybe I'm not sure it's a difficult question or it's, maybe it's too easy for you. Lah. So have you ever met with any like setbacks and how did you overcome it? Overcome the hurdles, the obstacle? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Oh yeah. Okay, I say, have you any encountered any setbacks in life before? that you almost want to give up. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, like, how do you overcome yes. it and still be able to feel forward? Ooh, that is a complex question. I love it. Thank you. Um, I've had many, many setbacks along the way. I've invested in businesses and, and lost significant amount of money. I've started businesses and failed. Uh, I, as I mentioned, was in martial arts. I, I broke my back at one point. Uh, there's, and, and that's a physical setback to doing the thing that I was enjoying. How do I continue? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know the, 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 like the, the secret answer, but I, I, again, I feel like it's, 
it's constantly moving towards that that next thing. Um, I think a trick that I learned is to never have one goal, but to have like one, don't have one big goal, but have three big goals. Because if you hit that one big goal, when you get there, you think, oh, was this it? And then there's a, there's a, now you're in a pocket and you're kind of like, well, I got there, but now, now what do I do? And now you're kind of like trying to reinvent yourself and come up with something new. But if you have three big goals, like let's say you want to earn a million dollars, you want to buy a house and you want to whatever, buy something, build a business. So once you buy the house, you still have two more goals. And so you can feel the reward and the joy from that. And now you have something else to go to. And I think the bottom line is humans feel good when we're growing. And when we're not growing and we're focusing on the past, we're focusing on past failures, past mistakes. That's when we're, that's when we start to sink into that overwhelming depression. It doesn't feel good. But when we're looking forward and we're looking to the next adventure, the next project, the next thing that's keeping us engaged and excited, that's when we feel good. So I, I think with like through life, keeping and maintaining multiple goals. Um, and you can even just have maintenance goals. Like I want to have an amazing relationship with, with my partner and, or with my family or with my colleagues. And okay, like, what does that look like? Okay. So once a month, I'm going to go to dinner with, with my family that's an important thing and I'm going to make sure that happens. That's a goal and that's, it's actionable and you can work towards it. And instead of having that one, again, that one big goal. And then when it, when it either doesn't work or you've achieved it, you kind of, you don't feel good because everything is teetering on that one goal. Like if, if my one goal was to just do martial arts, and then this true story, I broke my back. Now I don't have martial arts. What do I have? Well, if I have two more things that I'm working on, then I have two more directions I can keep going. So I, I would say that's, that's my secret. Oh, and I, and I, it plays out in my, like I have Solopreneur 180, the podcast. I have um, the Insider's Guide to Home Buying, the book. I have my real estate business. I, I always have these projects that I enjoy working on. Thank you so much. That's a great advice. So can I say something very honest? Like that's okay. Half an hour before interviewing you, like going to interview you, I was like having these thoughts in my mind. Like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. What should I talk? Okay. Then, then another side, another mind, the angel say, never mind, just do it. You can learn, you know, a tons of things. You can maybe have an opportunity, you know, you will not know what will happen. 
then one side say, don't do it, it's so scary. <laughs> this side say, just do it, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay. You know, our internal fight in our mind is real. It's like, oh my God. It's, it's real. And we all have it. And, and I honor you for doing it, for, for not canceling the call and saying, I can, I can do this. And like, this will be okay. Like I, I remind myself is I sometimes will literally ask myself, I'm really nervous going into this. Will I die? And then I go, well, no, that's silly. And then I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Next time I will ask that question. Will I die? No, just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You, you can do it. Like, like, what's the, that, which is a great question and literally answer it. But like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me? Well, it'll be a bad interview. Okay. And what's the worst thing about that? Well, I don't publish it. Okay. What's the worst thing about that? Well, I invested 30 minutes on something that didn't work. Okay. And what's the worst thing about that? Well, it's not really the worst thing, but I learned something. I learned what not to do. And that's really important. And when we have real conversations with ourselves like that, we realize that the story sometimes that we're playing in the in our head is crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And the thing we're afraid of isn't real. Yeah, it's ninety nine percent of the time it's not real. It's just tricking yeah. you. So. That's how, that's why there's this word called procrastination. Like, people procrastinate. They don't take action enough. Then they fail. They say, oh, I, I try it. I try. But it didn't work out. Yeah. They just try. They didn't really go all in. Do you really like, okay, I'm going all in. I'm going to do this. So I, I feel like setting intention before doing anything is very important for me. Like, I need to set my intention, right? Like, okay, if I do this, what will I get? I mean, not what will I get. It's a learning journey. Like, okay, I have this intention that I'm going to go all in in doing whatever I'm doing. And let's, let's see what will happen. Like, you know, if it fails, you know, like you say, three goals, right? If this fails, move on to the next one. I completely agree. And I, I hear it with with friends who are entrepreneurs as well. And like, I just had this conversation the other day and somebody said, well, I tried everything and it, it didn't work. I tried everything. And I looked at them and I said, everything? Well, well, no, not everything. I mean, I tried a lot of things. A lot of things? Well, I tried three things and those three things didn't work. Well, maybe it's the fourth thing you have to do. <laughs> Like maybe you just gave up too early. Maybe it's that one more thing you need to go try. And I, I think having real conversations with ourselves, not the made up ones, it, that's important. And just being very honest with yourself. Of, well, maybe I'm just not committed to making this thing work. And that's why I stopped. Like, and sometimes that's a hard conversation to have with ourselves. Yeah, so asking yourself the right questions. Right. I think there's this book about it, right? I'm not sure. I, I see before. I'm sure. 
I like Simon Sinek has um, like finding your why, and huh. I'm sure there's there's one that's like similar to flushing out questions. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay, great topic. I love this topic as well because I think I think showing up is. I think showing up is, is really, it's like 80% of it and 20% is having the right attitude. But most people don't even show up to start with. They, they talk themselves out of being there in the first place. Like, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough experience. I don't have this. I don't have, so they don't actually show up. And th that I would, I would venture to say is probably the root of why most things don't take off. Like they just, nothing happens, sadly. Because there's a lot of brilliant ideas out there that'll never be heard. Yeah, okay, maybe we, okay, so my business mentor always say, don't build business in your brain, in your mind. True. <laughs> so to be in the game, you have to, to play the game, you have to be in the game. Don't just like be, okay, I want to play that game, but you're just standing there watching it. Yeah. So thank you so it's much so for true. your time. Yeah. <laughs> You've been like, thank a, you. it's like, oh my God, I learned so much. So I have like written lots of notes. It was enjoyable. I thank you for, you asked really engaging questions that were not easy to answer. So I honor you for that. That was, that's, that's a gift. So I, I feel like, okay, I should give myself a pet for showing up. Like I can yes. learn so much. And, and the fear in me, the nervousness is like, can go, <laughs> you know, just keep moving forward. So thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you. Have an amazing time, like speaking to you and learning so much. Just for this, like how many minutes, like 30 plus minutes of my of our time here together. So, okay. So maybe just share where can we find you? Everywhere. I'm all over the internet. Um, the easiest way is my first and last name is seanconkler.com. It's a unique name. So I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, essentially all the platforms. My book, um, The Insider's Guide to Home Buying, is, can be found on Amazon. And then solopreneur180.com is, that's a podcast and a YouTube channel that we're going to be launching um, probably in the next couple months. So I'm, we're targeting somewhere around July. We don't have a specific launch date, but it's, it's really soon. I have um, our editors um, and, and team on the back end working on everything at the moment. Okay, so uh, I will just paste the link of your all your social media platforms on my podcast description. Yes, so thank you so much for your time and have a great day. You too, thank you. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. Fast forwarder, so I see you next week for another episode to fast forward on your entrepreneur journey. So for now, remember to leave a review, subscribe to my channel, and also download all episodes to support me on my journey. And I also love to support you on your journey to your next level. So see you next week.
Bye for now.